Abstract expressionism. Yeah. <laughs> You've never come off to me as like the shy type or like the you'll freeze in a situation. You'd be or surprised. Like, do you it depends. Think? It all depends. Yeah, I can like an extrovert, introvert. Depends on the situation. Always? Or like as you've gotten older? I don't get older. I'm infinite. Yeah, you've always seemed like, <laughs> like, like, hey, let's jump off of this or like let's jump this fence. And you're like. Yeah, yeah but usually I don't want people to look at me while I'm jumping the fence. You know? uh, like There's a bunch of people there. I might be like, Subconscious. Ah, That's what know, the fuck I, I was know. looking for. Maybe I need a couple of drinks before dancing like everybody else. Damn. Frankie Cruz is human. Booty dance. <laughs> <laughs> this one we like. You have the sound guy fucking hit that button. And it's like hits the, the sound. The other guy. There's like three. Imagine doing this shit live. I went live, live on WLRN. Oh, you did? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that was... I, the, I, the felt, guy control, the guy I feel like you were kind of stumping him too, though. I feel like you kind of threw him off. No, I didn't want to throw him off. I just wanted to make sure that he didn't throw me off. You know what I mean? Where like he wanted to like focus on immigration and and subjects that are in in my life. I experienced that, but not necessarily in this body of work. You like, still actively? It's in there. It's layered in there with the monarchs. But that that's what that's really what the the show was was about. I'm better equipped to speak about my own work. You know what I mean? Which is about painting, first off, you know, this, all this work I'm doing with the butterflies. I still paint on a glass palette mm. because of you. Really? Yes. The best. You remember that at all or no? Yeah, well, of it's difficult. Of course, I remember that. I remember yeah. I right walked into. Like no time has passed. I walked into your house. What year was this? Tell, tell the people what year this is. Fuck, I don't know, man. You were already in New World. You were already, you were painting with Aramis. Okay, well, I went to New World School of the Arts because of you, my friend. You were the first one out of our high school to go to that school. Or that I knew, out of our group that was going there. Yeah. And you, you were there. I mean, I met Mike Vasquez, and I met these guys, and Arayo, and these guys through you first before going to New World. And then I went to New World, and they were, like, older than me doing their thing, like, a couple of years right before getting out. Dope, right? That shit was, like, I knew about Aramis O'Reilly through you, and then when I met Aramis, I almost, like, it's like meeting, like, someone's sensei, you know, and became my sensei. Legit, right? Yeah, that guy's amazing. Aramis is, Special like thanks to Aramis O'Reilly for putting out that love and work. At New World School of the Arts and all that, and then the rest of the faculty for putting up with my with my energy. The, you you were like problematic in New World or no? I would say inspiring. <laughs> I walked into your place one time, right? And you were painting in a big ass round glass coffee table palette. It's a coffee table. That I found. That right. I took it and I was like, yo, what is that? <laughs> and you were like, yeah, bro, that's the palette, bro. Like, I smashed that like, like recently. When 
you were painting with oils and shit, right? Mm. And then you were like, oh, when it dries anyway, I could scrape it off easily, but it's not going to dry anytime soon. And I was like, oh, that's fucking brilliant. What were you painting on before that? Like on a fucking wooden palette, like fucking Bob Ross. Or <laughs> <laughs> with Tico Ross. Like some dumb shit, you know? Like some fucking, like legit, yeah, stick yeah. my thumb in. Yeah, 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 you yeah. Know? Oh, no, dude. Like I was carrying that glass. Dude, that thing was like three and a half feet by like two feet, right? Remember, it was like an oval. It was heavy, man. Like they weighed like Why did you at least it? five pounds. I mean, I actually made a painting on it. I mean, I just didn't want to carry this big piece of glass around anymore. But through throughout school, I would carry my paint. At one point, I had this painting I was making of like these intestines. And I would carry that painting. It was like four feet by five feet. And my left arm on my shoulder, carry that in and out of the school studios. I didn't have my own studio. And then on my right arm, like a pizza boy or like a server, this big fucking glass palette you're talking about. I would carry that in and out of school. Every that shit day. was legit. Every day. That was my career. That was before CrossFit. I was doing cruise fit up and down those fucking stairs at New World Schoolyard with that painting. I would get in trouble because I didn't want to leave that school. Actually, I'll say it now. Uh, I used to sneak into the school and hide in the closet and let the security guards check every room. And then uh, once they left, they would just go down to the lobby and stay there and do nothing else but probably fucking sleep. While I was working all night because I didn't have a studio. Very res- very respectfully, you know, like, you know, kept everything I l- like like I found it. Except for my work, I was finishing my pieces there. I was like getting getting work done all night there. You had a good Sleeping experience Sleeping under there? the table, two hours before class started. You know, good morning, Aramis. You probably thought I was like, I don't know, look at me looking crazy. You know, imagine waking up yeah. on the table like, Argh. like forget about a night of partying, like painting all night, like I don't know, drinking coffee, painting all night. That's like. Legit movie book type shit, <laughs> bro. For real. Hiding like, what I got awesome. caught in the closet. And I think the security thought like me and this girl were like doing something, but no, we were like hiding because we were gonna get our work done like uh-huh. that night. Like but they did catch us. Like, oh all right. What did Nothing I mean we probably yeah, thought we were like, trying right? to do some shit. Yeah. You know? But we couldn't stay that night. But multiple times I mean my homie would do it like because we wanna get stuff done. It was it was a good time, actually. That program's legit as fuck, right? I got in trouble or so many times for wanting to work more. It, didn't make s- it almost doesn't make sense. It's like sometimes you have to break the rules to get shit done, you know? I learned that from graf- from the graffiti world, you know? Sometimes you got to jump a wall to paint a beautiful mural. <laughs> or, like, you still do, you crawl still under do something or, like, You jump. still do graffiti? You still interested in doing I mean, I can't really afford to get caught by the, the police and fucking pay money for for fucking around and shit. I mean, I can't even tell you. I've already given no. them too much money. But, um... You still interested in it, though? What? Like, like, the idea of it? I mean, I think it's important thing that society needs it. Like, I don't want to live in a world where people can't write what they feel on on the walls when they feel it. That's scary to me. Even if right now, mo- even if, like, most of the people writing what they're writing is just their name and it's based on ego and fame and... What if they're writing on a wall you own? I don't give a fuck, man. That's great. At I'll all? just paint over it. I'll paint over it, man. Whatever. It's part of, like, you leaving things outside. You're going to get mad at nature for, like, baking your, you know, for, like, uh, dulling your paint or, like, flaking your paint off or the rain or the hurricane for smashing a tree through your house. You know what I mean? It's nature, you know? It's like, it's like, a, we'll or like a homeless guy walking by your wall and taking a shit on your wall. Like I will get mad at nature, though. I mean, fuck? yeah, I because you don't want it. your shit to get fucked up. But in a way, like, you learn, like, you learn, you learn, like, 
almost to let let things go from from graffiti too. You learn to like put your stuff out there and it get disappears because you're painting on other people's shit, not yours. You know. Yeah. You learn to like let things go and like painting murals outside, even legal murals, like in the city, like Miami, where things continuously change. Like most of the walls I painted on when I was painting a lot here, the the buildings don't even exist. So graffiti you know. is definitely. It's definitely the start where a lot of like young adults or kids even begin to see the art world without even realizing that it is the art world. Yo, the first museum I ever walked into, my parents didn't take me to any museums or galleries or anything like that. First museum I ever walked into was the Hylia Pennant. Right? You what know about the Hylia Pennant? remember that? Yes, dude. There's what a temple for me. That? That's like, I've cried because I, like, How I've old? cried thinking about that building being gone. I was in high school already. I was already old, like, but, um, not that old, though, but like 16, still, 17, man, maybe? The, the, the feeling, like, for, uh, first of all, I still remember the smell of the train tracks. There was some, some factory around there that would, like, deal with some kind of grain that, like, emitted this smell. And it was, like, this rusted behind the factory grain. Some kind of, maybe it was, like, a barley or something that's just a unique smell that nothing else had that. On the way to, like, the way we would get into that building. So on the way into that building, we'd smell that, like... I miss that fucking nasty ass smell. So and you um, walk in there. Yeah, we would stop and park in the block in the neighborhood and then like walk through behind the factories Scare and like walk through like the no, scared nothing, excited, dude. Really? Of course, man, I would have never gone in if I was scared. Like not nervous scary, at all though, like, like not knowing because if there's somebody know, in there, not in there. Not so much like you're gonna get in trouble, but that shit is, is an abandoned building. Like you you're liable to bump stories. in. I can tell you stories. We bumped into some graffiti guys that didn't like us that like, you know. Wanted to fuck my friend up, and one of them passed away now. Beefing. Rest in peace to to that homie. But um, yeah, dude, we almost got beat up in there. But like, people got robbed in there all the time. Yeah. Like, cause you're in there, like, I'm gonna go paint. Yeah, Even you're if you're in like there a thuggy ass fucking graffiti yeah, writer. Yeah. I mean, some of those guys got down like that gang with gang stuff. But like, there was other kids from the trailer park right next door there. They didn't give a fuck about graffiti. Nah. They'll just take your shit just to take your shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Take like, your paint and take whatever the fuck is on you. Just to take your shit. Give me your yeah. shoes. Give me your shit. That was yeah. happen. Yeah, like you're visiting here. Like I come oh here yeah, every day, my, type this shit. This is my backyard. Like yeah, I live in a trailer park next door. Like you coming into like the place I. That was your first gallery. That was the first museum I ever walked in. Just walking in there, like yo, I couldn't even read anything. It was like the first time I walked into a building that was surrounded by artwork. Like the thing was the art. Like it had no purpose anymore. That thing was abandoned for like ten years before I even walked in there. So like the spray paint was holding it up you know what i mean so many layers of spray paint was holding that thing together <laughs> like so really it was like the art was like the skin like venom yeah you know, like venom from marvel like <laughs> that thing's like a symbiote holding yeah. on the graffiti like held that shit together layer dude like you to paint you'd have to go over somebody to paint there yeah and like the shit that you see did see that was peeling off or whatever you could see the layers of paint i mean all of miami's graffiti history was on in that building like from like bsks to like way back seven up crew and, um, yeah, so that was the first museum I ever walked into, man. Like, graffiti changed my life. It, like, that feeling I got, like, still, like, you know, I'd have to walk into the Louvre right now, like, the Met, to get that feeling, you know? We didn't have that in Hialeah. We still don't have a museum like that in Miami. Imagine Not that we don't have, like, amazing, beautiful museums right now. Shout out to all the museums in Miami. I love you all. Show my work. But Buy do it. we? I love do you. Do we have beautiful, amazing museums? Of course we do. I mean, everything, it can get better. This city's getting better. Well, the Pam, Pam is pretty. They're in all terms gorgeous. Of I love them all. It looks, it looks fucking dope. 
We need more, more museums, more art. Never, never stop. Make it bigger, better, always. ICA looks dope too. They're amazing, all of them. I love all these museums. Uh, <laughs> uh, not really. All right, they're good. I mean, the problem is attendance. I w- I would love for them to be three, four, five stories high. You know, oh, man, but it's coming. They're gonna have to build a floor for me, shit. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fucking sick. You know, it'd be dope to have, like, let's say a cinder block part, or like maybe a, a couple of cinder blocks, four or five of them, of the Hylia pennant. Like, if you were, if you were lucky enough when to it was coming that down, or even like give to a fuck. have it, you yeah, know? I mean, forget about it. That would've been dope, right? This podcast just got like real nice for the graffiti rides in Miami. No, it would've been. That'd be it dope too to do awesome. though. It would've do been a show awesome like, to have like it. It'll be like yo, I can get some. You can have like a, you can give graffiti a shout out on this podcast, like as you know, bring it into into that. Bring some of these old school guys here to talk about the history of Miami. Yeah, I mean for me, all right. So like, reason I'm even talking about graffiti, like that, that like saved my life. Is what brought me from like, as a kid, I always did what I'm doing now. Always, 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 always. But I think I had a, I had like some, some weird trauma. Maybe like my mom threw away my drawings or something as a little kid before middle school, and like I stopped drawing. I kind of got lost. I feel like I got lost in my past. And graffiti brought me back, man. Like, when I first started doing graffiti, I was like, I don't do art. Like, fuck that. I'm yeah, just a yeah. graffiti writer. Ah. I remember And that. then, like, <clears throat> and then, and then, like, really, like, the next year, like, I was already, like, I got a taste of what it was like to, like, express yourself in the language that I understood, that I spoke in myself, you know? It was, like, visual language. And I was just like, that's it, man. You already know. You were around for that. All of that. So, Graffiti was for sure, one hundred percent, the catalyst to you doing our work. For sure, one hundred percent, like undeniably. For sure, right? Yeah, it brought and me. Yeah, it, it like brought me back to. It brought me back to who I am right now. It has to be like that for a bunch of people, I would assume. It's it's so powerful. Hip hop in general is so fucking powerful. It's gone all over the fucking world. Hip, yeah. There's nowhere in the world that hip hop hasn't haven't touched, and that's why there's so money, so much money being thrown at it. Even something like, I'm not gonna name any names, whatever. Um, you know, it's, it's a very powerful thing. Very, very powerful thing. People think it's like just entertainment. Bro, no. graffiti Culture, baby. was 100% why I discovered that the art world existed. I there used to I used to carry a 12-ounce a, a profit magazine. Yeah. I had two of those, right? I had like an old one and then like a newer one because they were so difficult to get so there used to be a there used to be a store in miami beach that you were able to get them or it would have that type of shit like yeah. the thick markers and all that shit right so then i'm sitting in in gretchen marfisi's room one day and i'm flipping through through the magazine she's walking by and as i'm flipping through this magazine there's you you remember the setup of that magazine like it used to have a bunch of pictures like small pictures in mm-hmm. one and it would tell you the city exactly, and, like, the country. The and they were, like, the country, little. The they were the like artists. Yeah. Their tag. Yeah, their tag and the city where it yeah, was. Yeah. And it was just side by side, like, all the pages. Yeah, it was yeah. almost like a like a baseball card book. That's funny, yeah. It, had, right? it definitely had its own original Which format. Which was amazing. It was amazing. I'm flipping through the page, and on one of those little squares or rectangles is Van Gogh's bedroom. That somebody had done a mural of. With spray paint. With spray paint. And then Marfisi goes, for sure, it was like somewhere in Europe and shit, right? Yeah. So then Marfisi goes like, oh, like, look at that. Like, that person knows about art. And I was like, what? 
like you're an art teacher like what do you know about this like this is graffiti like yeah. this is from the street like what do you mean that person knows about art like well, you know like what type of game you're trying to run on me <laughs> and she goes yeah and i go why do you say that and he right? challenged her just like that of course and he did obviously I remember not, you not, not I remember in that you. manner right but she goes yeah. and she opens her history book boom van gogh's bedroom i shut the fuck up and heard everything that woman ever said from that point on bro wow it was like yo what? what's up let's pay these teachers a little <laughs> bit more money <laughs> for I'm real shout out to miss marfisi out there in barbara goldman senior high she's still charles teaching. humes charles humes. humes without that art teacher in high school i don't know where i'd be right miss knowles miss knowles and uh barbara she was in uh, ben shepherd elementary miss knowles and ben shepherd elementary my elementary school teach art Crazy, teacher right? like Probably the first person ever, I mean, maybe my parents, but like first person ever to like see what I was doing and be like, yeah, it's interesting what you're doing, little kid. Keep that up. Yeah. She was like, yo, like, and she always like, she liked me a lot and I, didn't, I never knew, really knew why. I didn't like know what I was doing was like, I didn't know what she saw in it. You know, yeah. I'm just doing, I'm just doing things, you know? Yeah. And, but I remember that feeling. I remember her giving me that energy. So like, I'm never going to forget that. And she would always be like. A little dabble do ya for the glue, you know? <laughs> Don't use too much glue, motherfucker. <laughs> Hialeah, bro, it's a budget. Budget yeah, yeah, cuts, yeah. bro. Serious. Hialeah yeah, first. You can't be just gluing the whole shit down. Yeah. Like a little dabble do ya. Don't <laughs> be crazy. Don't We're going to throw shit. this shit out in nine weeks. Like, don't be fucking around. I was like, I didn't care about no damn glue. Give yeah. me that paint. Give me that paint right now. I was ready. What's up with Humes? But, yo, she, huh? she actually signed me up to go to, like, a, a magnet middle school. I remember that, and I was excited, and mom didn't let me go because I was, like, in a bad neighborhood, and she was scared, and she was like, oh, you got to take a bus ride, little kid. Yeah. So I would have been on my way to, like, that's how you get from there to New World High School or Dash or whatever, and all yeah, these, like, yeah, yeah. Those art schools that are producing these amazing, like, young fucking artists. Um, They're like UM? Yeah, yeah so I remember that. Shout out to the, to the teachers. I love y'all, all of y'all. I hope they listen to this one day or something. Uh, I don't know. Even if they don't, it's still out there. No, we're going to send it to them. I Even fucking love all of you. They don't let there. me go to school. You can't go to school or visit no more or something, right? Like, you get all these shootings and all this craziness that you can't craziness, go right? visit your teacher. Like, how do you? Yeah. She's, she's in another she's I'm going to try to write to them. I don't know. I would love to visit all of them. I follow like, I would love Instagram. to see, like, my elementary school art teacher and be like, yo, a little dab will do you. I just hit some dab yesterday. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was like lemony. It was like high on the CBD. My joints stopped hurting in my legs. I was able to finish the mural. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know I want to see her and give her a fucking hug and tell her I'm still making art, lady. Like yeah. you were, you're like, you just, you're the goddess of inspiration. You little dab of inspiration. I mean, never forgot that energy. Thank you. So important, right? <laughs> yes, man. Hell yeah. At that age, like Every to age. not, to not fuck with you and be like, don't waste your time on that. Like, do something else. Exactly. Like, instead of that, like, be like, oh, I like that. Or, like, just to see, like, yo, like, you know what I mean? So, just someone paying attention, like, I feel like I do that. I pay attention. Yeah. I watch, like, everything. So, like, I don't know. You could tell little the little ones are up to, like, what they're doing. What they, what they're, you know what I mean? Just pay attention, like, I don't know. They're, just like, th when we're that age, man, like unfiltered this is raw creative energy man like that's that's when you that's when you like you know what i mean give them the energy so they can like like a seed you know you got to take care of that thing watch it germinate pop it water that's when it's most fragile you got to give it the most attention and then it's like yeah and it's like ah, you can't stop that thing you know what i mean 
But and if you fucked up in the beginning, right, right, right. So they're eager to show you that shit too, man. Exactly, bro. I mean, you have two kids. You know more than me. Yeah. I, I almost can't even speak they're on the subject. They're eager at all. to show you, like. My caterpillars don't make nothing except for frass doo-doo. Though that you're you're. They make me happy, actually. I love those little guys. If they could talk to you, they'd probably be thankful. Yeah, mm-hmm. I gotta tell you, I don't think the caterpillars could talk because they're like almost on automatic it seems like they're just like eating 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 but the butterflies have a different character different feel for me at least i feel like i've looked enough of those things right in the face to feel like they're looking at my face you know what i mean like they're also looking at me like hmm so if hmm. if the pennant if like the there might be pennant something in there you know mm. like it's looking at me like you you look like maybe you know what's going on. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I've had moments like that. Like straight mm. out of, straight out of like when they hatched or like in general, like. Dude, all of it. You think yeah. they know? I think the sort ones that I raise act differently. Like when I was in my garden, living on 59th and Northwest Second. Um, I emerged a lot of butterflies in that garden, and I don't know. They act different. I don't know if they they get used to your smell or what, but they like. They're not scared around you fly around you it's really nice they gotta know something right because they <laughs> like maybe heard your voice the whole time maybe have your scent the whole yeah. time yeah how long does it take before like from egg like that little egg that was on that leaf yeah to like a butterfly on your finger like <laughs> two weeks three weeks no roughly like, uh, 15 days for, for me to go from egg to chrysalis and then another nine to ten days so nine if it's female ten days if it's a male really for it to come out of the chrysalis yeah so if it's a male, comes out quicker. Ten days, no later, like one day later. So the girls come out quicker. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> right? Fucking guys, are, they always fucking take the same in time. mammals. Similar in mammals, you know. The girls seem to be a little bit uh, of the head all the time, every time. Fucking chicks are a lot quicker. Like they're like, yo, I gotta get my shit together. I got shit to do. <laughs> the guys just show up. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> guys just show up. Hi. Hi, I'm here. Like, wow, I didn't know. Hello. I didn't know I had to do it in 10 days, bro. What's the difference? <laughs> I was chilling, bro. <laughs> I was, I was, I was fucking one more comfortable. Day. Shit, I'm tired in there. That shit's so comfortable in there. You have no idea, bro. chrysalis. Shit. The problem is Susie and Yo. fucking Zara <laughs> always in a fucking rush, bro. So maybe you like slow down. Uh-huh. Ever since out. they were fucking caterpillars, let me tell you. You haven't known them that long, but I have. <laughs> Caterpillar, they were like, eat, 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 eat. Like, these chicks are always in a fucking rush, man. I don't know what the fuck's the rush. <laughs> what was the first? So, if the pennant, quote unquote, was the first museum you walk into, yeah. right? Like, what's the actual first museum, like, legit, for real museum? I call you the walk pennant into? the legit museum. No, but I'm talking about, like, like government issued, um, like, you have the, the title of a museum. Fuck, it was probably the. Ma'am? You know what? In high school, didn't we go to the Low at UM or something? Right, at F- the Lowe's, the Lowe's the FIU. Bass, Bass Museum? No? No, we, we didn't. Dude, I don't even remember. I I remember going into... All right. I mean, fuck. I remember... I'll tell you one. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a museum. Remember? I'll tell you a museum that stood out. That stood out. I remember, I remember going to the BAM. MAM. Miami yeah. Art Museum is now the PAM when it was in the library with you when you first started when you first started going to New World and we br- we d- we d- 
DJ Lespam was playing outside. And you remember like, that? Is that the first time I ever went to a museum? I was really like a senior in high school. Impossible. I'm high Leah kids. Nah, impossible. Don't, I don't get to museums very easily. If maybe, I had to maybe guess, we went Mam to was the first museum, but not that, not that day. Maybe we went to the fuck. Maybe we went to the low, in high school. Maybe. All right. So I'll tell you a show that stands out. I'll tell you a museum that like um, a museum show that like. It was like something. That blew me away, and it was it was uh the show this show at Mocha, with like Namjoon Pike. North Miami. In North Miami, yeah, Mocha, North Miami. When? How long ago? It was like Julian Schnabel and there was Basquiat in there. Uh, Do you remember that show? I think you remember that. We was like, we were all about that during that time, and um. Well, and there I was like a Namjoon Pike bike there with these monitors on it, like one of the first video artists. I still remember. It was like off in the corner there, and um. And uh, wow, that show was like, you know what I mean? Coming from like where we come from and like walking into a place like that, you know. I, I it was like, oh, these things it. are possible. Look at this guy. There's plates smashed on that big ass painting there. And like, um, you know, this guy's like drawing with his left hand. And like this, and then like Robert Rauschenberg. Was there a Rauschenberg piece there? There probably was a fucking Rauschenberg yeah. piece there. Can you imagine? I mean, Rauschenberg. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. You know, you have one for a couple thousand Woo. dollars. Woo. I'm not gonna lie, I touched the Basquiat in that museum when yeah. I walked in. I touched it with my finger. The Which security guard wanted to bite me, but I touched it anyways. Which was like the first. Because we had already watched that movie, all of us. And like Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. And Schnabel directed. And it's like a Cinderella story for a painter. And if you're in high school, you're very young. And you know, you're like, not young. I don't like that word, young. You're very. Is uh, accurate. Spongy. Young is accurate. Yeah, I guess. But the thing is, like, it's about experience, too. Because you could be, like, I mean, you know what I mean? You ask some, there's other kids, you ask, like, when's the first time you went to a museum? And they're like, I remember when I was three and I was in the Met. Oh, You know fuck. what I mean? Like, uh, like I've seen little kids grow up in galleries, you know? Like, yeah. I didn't have that experience personally, but. Yeah. But I was always hungry for it, man. I remember as a kid, like, anywhere where there was art, like, anything created i don't know i don't understand i don't i don't know where that like came from man i mean like i remember us like as a family going to like my father's friend's house and he was his artist and now like i look back and he's like someone i really i don't really like like the work now but i remember as a kid just like the guy would paint his lamps and like have his pant jeans painted and like and i just remember like loving that and like going into his garage and like seeing his easels and seeing his like stuff set up so like he didn't inspire me but like he sort of did, though. Mm, yeah. In a way, in a way, yes. But in a way, I just like that. Like, if you would have put me around any of that, like, I would have been eating it up like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was just me. It, was, it came from me, for sure, 100%. But, like, I remember being excited to go there. But it was boring to go there. It was just, like, adults talking and, like, eating, eating cheese and, like, uh, you know, they're just, like, like, just doing, you know, regular things. But, like, I would just walk around the house and look at everything and, like, they should have set me up with an easel. I would have been painting all night there. They didn't know any better. Our they parents didn't, didn't, didn't know any better. It was so evident. I was. I mean, I'm talking about walking around like I was like, I got to take mushrooms right now to walk around with those eyes, you know. Like, oh, my God. Not or be inspired, man. Uh, like, there's so much. Art still inspires me like that. People still inspire me like that. Even if Nature it was evident. Like even if it was evident. Try to understand their point of view, right? We're Hispanic. We're from, like, middle-class families, working-class families, for yeah. sure. Working hard as fuck-class so families. 
even if they did notice, like, man, this kid really likes art. He wants to make art. He likes to view art. They're like, come on, get your get your head in the game. Like, you're not gonna fucking make art for a living. Like, get the fuck out of here. Actually, you know what's funny? When I was little, when I was when I was like maybe like eight or nine, like I was drawing this like rhinoceros, and um. I think I remember my mom coming in and she did see it and was like, yo, that's good. Like, you should do that for a living. You should be like an artist for a living. So she did say that to me. But at the same time, like, you know what I said back to her? It's funny. What? She said that to me and I looked back and I was like, nah, this doesn't make any money. Like, I'm not interested in that. You said that? I said that. Believe that as a kid. How did you know that? Somehow. Because, like, you know, I don't know. I guess I had this phase and money phase. You know, I think kids go through that. They're like, first time I learned, like, the value. Oh, this thing can get me this thing. So, like, I would, they would give me money. I would never spend it, though. How I would just like ho- I would just hold on to it. How I would just hold keep the thing like I was collecting the money because it was important, but yeah. I wasn't trying to use the money. You know what I mean? Because I didn't give a fuck about the chocolate bar. I was like, this is important, so I never use it. My cousins would steal it from me and shit. Yeah. You don't think I remember that, huh? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I did. Never you stole my it. fucking money. <laughs> you owe me dinner <laughs> when you hear this fucking podcast. You know who you are. But on blast. You might or might not be my favorite cousin. <laughs> on blast. You still stole my money though, girl. Yeah. <laughs> have that full dollar fifty cents. I never. No, it was like ten it. bucks, bro. Damn. Forget. How? how Telling you, they should have been giving me equations as a kid. Fuck, I remember that shit. How old were you? Like, fucking nine. Nine, ten bucks Sunday at nine school. years old. You don't even know. Back I had then? I had a bag of coins and dollar bills and shit hidden in my dad's trunk in his car. I was stashed a Publix bag full of money. In the car as a kid, I just even told nobody. I didn't even yeah. thought about this till right now. It's crazy. And then one part I showed my, I like, like I was a treasure chest. I remember showing my cousins, like, yo, look at my was, treasure chest. It really was, though. It was. It was like, it. I opened the trunk of my dad's beat-up car. Like, There's no baseball cards in there. It's no, like, it was cold like my money. It was money. I was hoarding. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then I, you know, remember, like, the next day, like, checking on my treasures. Because I just check on it. Just look at it. It's like, still there? Like, yeah, all right. I, whoa, whoa. Where's my $10 bill? What was it in? Fucking Publix bag, bro. It's just a bunch of coins. Oh, like, exactly. imagine like super unorganized. Things? Like a Publix bag with a bunch of coins and money. But then it. it was just in the trunk or was it like you got to lift up the little thing where the no, tire no, is? put it in the trunk. Yeah, it was like on the tire though. So you just open the thing, look at the bag and be like, good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Outside a good place my house, to keep it at too. In a way, no. My room and not showing anybody was the best place to keep it. Like that's my first lesson. Like, yo, you value Why some shit. The trunk you don't want anybody car? to take it. Hide it. Hide it deep you thought that inside your body. You thought that was a safe <laughs> place, though. It was a safe place, but, you know, I thought that I could trust my family members. <laughs> that, you know what I mean? That's what you fuck up. Like, I love you, girl. Let me show you this cousin that I love. Let me show you my treasure. Look at my treasure chest. Boom. That happens now still, you know. <laughs> she saw that shit parked. She was like, where are the keys? Boop. Open up the trunk. Yeah. I think there's a way to open the trunk. Like, this shit didn't even lock. Like... <laughs> Dang, went far back. We were in the in the past. Crazy shit, right? Yeah, man. You're making work for a long ass time, man. Oh yeah. All right, I'll tell you something that you, you don't know that I've been for fucking a long ass time since before. I mean, when I was a kid too. One of my first performance pieces, performance piece slash installation, which I want to recreate, is a refrigerator box that I turned into a spaceship. This one's for you, Elon. I turned into a spaceship inside. Like inside the mo- I went inside that I, my parents didn't I was like, Don't throw away this box. Don't throw away the box. Like a legit. And my mom was like, Yo, what? The box? Like 
Like a big full-size refrigerator box? Yeah, that was a big oh, box. When man, I was a little kid. Beautiful. Like, what? Yo, I didn't have a fucking tree house. You know yeah. what I mean? I had a refrigerator box. That's a huge box, though. That's perfect. No, it was a fucking spaceship. The fucking... I had the Falcon 9 before the Falcon 9 was the Falcon 9. You were in my do? patio in Hialeah. And cut out windows? Yes. I did have cut out windows. And I drew oh, control panels. And I had like... All right, so my mom had this cheesy thing where she would bejewel shit with uh-huh. this like kit. Which she never used, but I would always steal shit from her. Like steal the jewels and yeah. steal shit. So I like... I took all those fucking cheap ass like emeralds that were red and like yeah. red right and clear and blue. I would... Those were the buttons for my control panel. I had that shit. Yeah. And then I had this little book from this kid that was, like, way younger than me, but I had this kid. It was a book from, like, outer space. You remember those books that you would open up, and they had the buttons on the side and make the sounds for the yes, books, the yes, icons yes, and shit? Yes, yes, So this one was an outer space book. Rocky. I had my sound. Comet sound. One, two, three, four. Blast off. I had all those fucking sounds. I was in there for hours playing by myself like I was flying through outer, outer space yeah. you know what I mean I was ready I'm ready for this space space you know this is late you guys are late on this <laughs> you know what I mean delayed I was already flying outer space when I was a fucking child in my patio that's fucking awesome and I remember my mom passing by like looking at me like I'm gonna have to baker act this motherfucker <laughs> like she'd be like why are you in that box still <laughs> like, for real so like I've been wanting to bring that back somehow yeah. your mama tell her friends like I like that he's creative, but he might be too creative. <laughs> <laughs> he's naked like in that refrigerator not, box. He's not regular creative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this kid is like on a different wavelength. That's what she fucking saw. Is the shit I didn't yeah. tell her that I've told her recently. Some of the stuff. He's like, looking at me like, why didn't you tell me that earlier? I would have put you on pills. I'm like, what? That's, That's why I didn't tell that's you. I didn't tell you crazy. I knew you were. You, yeah. knew you were crazy. That would have been the worst, right? Yeah, but like mom, hey, I hear voices in the pillow before going to bed. I think there's ghosts in the room. Mm. Pills. Yeah. No, no, thank you. Pharmaceuticals would have fucked me up. Kill I think everything. Yeah, because I would have been pilled out. Yeah. So maybe I would have been a banker or something, something that makes money, like a banker or a real estate mogul. But instead, I chose to like, like seek, you know, seek fucking creativity medicine. There's Creativity more, as medicine. There's right? more money if we're if we're gonna talk about money, right? Or or if we're gonna pretend that money not even pretend, but if we're gonna talk about like, oh, there's a there's a there's a success factor with the profession you make in terms of how much you earn, mm. there's more money in this field that you're pursuing than both of those fucking fields. That's true, also, yeah. You're like, right about that. This is legi- this is as legit as it gets. Like being That's a true. fucking artist, a visual artist, That's or like true. a creative in general. Like, That's right. this isn't, we're not talking about, like, a, a million-dollar industry. Like, you're talking about, like, worldwide, I think it's, like, 64 billion um, as of, I think, fuck. I should, this, this would be the perfect time to have a fucking laptop. I think 2015, Artnet did a, 2015, Artnet did a thing. I think it was 64 billion worldwide, the Yee. market. All right. So... Yes, I need I need like let go of that rhetoric. It's like, it's like uh, is it difficult? Yeah, but ever, what the fuck isn't difficult? Like being a doctor is difficult. What you do is difficult. Well, you know, is it's just hey, how do you want to make a living? That's right. And in this country, like, if you wanted to sell fucking mannequins, mm-hmm. like, 
you could probably become a millionaire selling mannequins. Uh, I'm sure that I'm yeah. sure there's millionaires, man, mannequin millionaires right. out there. Right, so there's probably somebody out there like they probably got mannequin wives too. Yeah, nah, so you can't just make it killing, make it killing doing this shit. The guy who has mannequins also has a mannequin-looking wife. You don't even have to pretend in this fucking or field. Or mannequin-looking dolphin as a wife. No. So fuck that. That's fuck weird. Being a oh. doctor. Fuck being anything else. Hey, like that's good for somebody else. Someone's gotta like tie me up and like you know someone's gotta stitch me back up. Yeah. I respect them. Respect to the doctors, the medical people. But just be more about the health. To the people that want to do it, yes. To the people that want to do that shit, then yeah, you know, be that. But like you're not, you're not trying to be a doctor. I'm not trying to be a doctor. You think yeah. I'm trying to be a dentist or like electrician? Like no, man. I'm Shout out to the dentist too, yo. I got some teeth I need to fix. The I'm dentist trying out there. to make work, buy work, and sell Maybe work. I'm that's what the fuck I want to do. All right, let's go. You know? Yeah. Why not? Why fucking not? No, man, you've been thinking about that. You've been thinking about what you just said right now and talking about it and working in that direction and doing things since I've known you. So Since you fucking met me, right? Yeah, since like, high shit, school. Right? I mean, maybe like after, right after you graduate, you're like, I'm going to do this. Uh, so let's go, man. Let's do it. That's what the fuck we're doing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you got a fucking piece in the mocha right now. I do. I actually right. oh, like so like that mocha show inspired me a lot. So it's like what an honor to have my work at the mocha right now. Yeah. You know, the two pieces that I that I made with the help of 420 butterflies that emerged over these two watercolor pieces. During my locust project piece called Vivarium Meconium, are up at the mocha right now, along with a reactivation of my Vivarium Meconium laboratory greenhouse where i'm like raise some butterflies and it's just like a set to my research and my practice right now with the butterflies where i'm making painting yeah from their secretions and it's just gonna get better and better from here i like can't i just you I have can't wait to start turn that machine back on right now and make start cracking on some paintings right after i'm done with this piece i have to do for the frost science museum where i'm collaborating with a entomologist bug scientist and we're making a piece about that dialogue showcasing very soon for their Poisons and Venom show right now, Frost Science Museum. Shout out to Karen Arrow. See, I watched way too many like rap interviews. So like yeah, now I feel like a rapper right now. Yeah. yeah, like, yo, yo, what's up? Shout out, shout out to the hood. Shout out to Hylia, Lago Crew. Um, <laughs> <laughs> New World's Good Yards. Yo, what's up, Iris O'Reilly? Yo. I, dr- I yo, drop a beat right support. after this shit. Yeah, yo, watch, yo, hit the beat. <laughs> Way too many. Like my like it's, my it's guilty like pleasure right now is watching that. I gotta stop that. Like keep the researching these pollinators, man. you know. Is that mm-hmm. microphone? You hear what? that? You hear your voice over the headphones, and you're like, no. oh, yeah. Uh huh. Put the music up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put the music up. I'm about to put mocha and frost. Yo, on so blast. Shout, shout out to PS One. I got a show coming up to PS One. You know. What? And you know. That's what's up. I can't wait. Can't wait. I'm ready. I'm very excited about that. Look Get at that, date man. coming soon to be announced, TBA. The same. <laughs> the same exact oh. building. The same exact building. Not. What are you talking about? Mocha? Check this out. The same exact building you saw a Schnabel and a Basquiat and you were in awe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the same fucking premise. You have your piece now. Mm-hmm. And not just like an afterthought. Like you have a legit fucking installation with artwork on the wall. This is 
it won't be the first it won't be the last like you're fucking in it bro yeah i mean what a it's beautiful i remember walking in there i remember walking in there with you you know what i mean you know like you're shout out to bonnie clearwater you're playing ball shout out to shauna sheldon huh. you're playing ball man there's no no fucking around you're playing for keeps that's powerful i'm playing lacrosse that's powerful man that's not that's nothing to fuck around with man that's powerful as shit thank you man somebody's gonna what walk in there somebody's gonna walk in there see your work and be like fuck one day i want to show here in the same manner that you saw work and be yeah. like fuck i want to show here and right now is your prime i was like like fuck these things are possible i can't wait to like make things like this i want to make things like this i will make things like this <laughs> i will make things like this actually i was i used to work there too so i remember i like i remember saying that thing i like say that every museum i work at like one day i'm not gonna have to hang artwork anymore in here yeah. one day i will be the artist that shows work in here yeah that felt good you know and mocha like all right a little a little taste of that a little taste of that the manifesting your destiny a little taste of like you know putting that out in the ether and watching it physically manifest in like the real world and not just like in the dream world where things come from anyways you know <laughs> like everything here this microphone these glass bottles this beer that's in my veins right now this iphone everything was an idea first so yeah let's keep manifesting that bro let's, let's do that the best is yet to come man. yeah i just started this I just is your started. prime this is like i'm a teenager right now i'm a fucking i'm full of energy i'm ready this is like just the beginning look at this new studio i've only been in the studio for a month like we already got a studio assistant right here shout out to my studio assistant i love you girl what are your plans now where so you go you go from painting right we'll call like a like traditional painting in terms of like you're doing work paint on canvas on like a 2d surface how do you end up with the monarchs because you just don't you just don't jump there all of a sudden you just don't wake up go to sleep on a sunday wake up on a monday and then decide like oh i'm gonna do these paintings from secretions of monarchs how do you end up there like how do i get there from how do i get to that like what's that the interest in like what's studio? the interest in, in the butterflies like what's the interest in the butterflies and then it's crazy how even in the interest in the butterflies like you still take it back to painting like you still take it back to like what the fuck would this look like on watercolor paper this is a liquid that a stain like what does that liquid on watercolor paper would do like let's see what this does which I mean, is a fucking brilliant idea by the way i think that shit is it was more of an like, observation than an idea you know what i mean like I don't know what to call it. Like something, there needs to be a word between observation and idea. If you merge those two words together, then it would be what I feel that moment was when I saw the splatter on the windowsill from those butterflies I was raising in my studio because they had come into my studio. I'm going to like go backwards in time now. They had come mm -hmm. into my studio because I had to bring them into the studio as part of my research to do this performance piece of me repairing the butterfly wings at Spinello Gallery for their full moon show, 10th anniversary show, Anthony Spinello invited me to do a performance. And um, in conversation with him, uh, we talked about doing that, butterfly wing repair as a performance, an idea I had like two years prior to that, 
which I originally thought it was going to be a workshop with an artist friend of mine called Sinisa Kukek because he was like the catalyst, planted the seed in a way where he, we were on this trip to LA and he wanted to go see the butterfly migration. So that night I like watched this YouTube video and did all this research that night and got super excited and stumbled upon this YouTube video of this gentleman, Chris from the Life Monarch Foundation, doing a butterfly wing repair on a living monarch butterfly. When I saw that drunk in that hotel room that night, like... Amazing, right? Yo, we almost cried. Me and Sinesa almost cried. We were like, yo, and then and I like realized, like I don't know, it hit me instantly. I was like, that gesture, you know, like that empathy for that creature, like needs to be brought into the art realm. And I was like, Sinesa, we gotta do this as a workshop, like Lucas Roundtable talks, blah blah blah. Yeah. Then it never, it didn't work out, whatever. And then like kind of forgot about it. And then two years later, I get invited to do performance. And then I agreed to do the performance, telling him like I don't know anything about this entity. You know what I mean? I don't know if I could pull this off because like because like I I instantly like thought about all of the possible things that need to work out in order for this to be like done in a way that has integrity to the creature integrity to the like Did you to, practice the, at all? to that gesture oh yeah i mean like i like not only practice but like like three days after i said yes to doing that i did all this research and i got the butterflies in my kitchen like i was raising butterflies like three days after i agreed to doing it not knowing anything about the butterfly you know using youtube using the internet like finding out what these plants they you know finding about their host plants and learning everything i learned about them and then like going to butterfly world because i Mm -hmm. had no other source walking around butterfly world exactly and like looking for eggs i already knew what their plants were like and then just like that you know like i went foraging for them i found them out there in the in the environment i learned about them and i tuned in and i like went out there and like started communicating with them and bringing them into my studio and raising them and then this performance And then, like, it led to me, like, getting tipped off by... It led to me, like, contacting Chris from the Monarch Foundation, like, who did the video, and he's the one who sent me the wings to do that performance. And, uh-huh. like, he, like, gave me the number to this other butterfly professional who looked like Cuban Santa Claus, who gave me a tip to where the secret butterfly field was, which ended up, like, being the only reason I even got to pull off that performance because, like, that's where I can go and, like, catch butterflies in the wild because it's, like, field filled with monarch with a uh, milkweed plants which the monarchs host on which was funny to me actually because i like got away from doing graffiti and like got into doing like studio artwork and then got like <laughs> like and then started working with butterflies and like funny enough i'm like still jumping barbed wire fences to catch these butterflies to do this piece you know so i had to like work. catch the ones i had to like catch butterflies that were out in nature that already had broken wings to fix them like i couldn't buy them from someone i didn't want someone to hurt the butterfly i wanted to actually like try to help it at least in this gesture you know so um that's what i thought that was funny like going back to like the graffiti thing i was like oh i learned this from graffiti mm-hmm. 101 jumping barbed wire fence with my fucking butterfly net you know into this cow field it's not a butterfly field um, it's a cow field that also has like milkweed so yeah um so yeah, that was wild. That was wild process. And then them coming into my studio, you know, then it's like, how come no one else noticed they were making beautiful paintings before? Is how I feel. But it's also very connected to like, I saw those splatters and I was like, I've been making splatters just like that. Just I've been like using. That. Recently, I was at, at the Everglades National Park, like with the Airy uh, residency, out there, like working on natural pigments and like doing <laughs> like I have some things I worked on that are like very similar hue and tone and colors to like the natural pigment stuff I was playing with then. And, like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, this creature's already making these beautiful abstract paintings, you know? All right, let's go. Like, let's collaborate. Let's, I'll help you go through your metamorphosis process. You changed my life <laughs> and inspired me. 
and I'll take your discards and your secretions, and I'll like show the world that nature's already making these beautiful pieces of art. Sick. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's how that happened. Did you pull it's it off? It's like I never. You think I, I? Those butterflies didn't come into my studio. I never expected to be painting. But I'm always thinking about painting. So painting is something like everything I do, no matter what. It's like tied into painting in one way or another. Like I chose to be a painter, even if I'm not painting, I'm painting. You know what I mean? Like I'm thinking about painting. It's weird. It's weird to say that because like it seems so specific. Like you're like pushing pigment. It is very pigment specific. around in in a in a substrate on like canvas. But that's not what painting is to me only, you know? It's almost like a fucking state of mind. That's what people think when they think of art, you know that? Like the average person. Mm. Like when they think of art, they think of painting, they think of drawing. Yeah. I mean, whether it's good or bad, it's irrelevant. It's all the same. But it's we're creating that's what, what they like think. Art, yeah. That's what it's still dominates. Because of what frequency you want to, like, work through. That's what still dominates the actual um, thought process, the actual mm. consciousness of the world. It's still what dominates the art world, too. You know, like the the highest records on auction sales are paintings. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it is what it is. So you go buy them. But a butterfly, straight up butterflies change your life. Did you, did you pull no, off? They didn't the like really change my life. It's more like I'm working on something like. No, but it did though. I mean. Not like. It's almost like. person, but No, it's more like, it's more like I'm more. You're paying attention. I'm more mean now. It's almost like, I mean, at least like with this, this is the most honest I've ever been in my work ever in a way where it's like if I, if I connect honestly to like my interest as a child or interest uh-huh. as a kid, you know, that same kid who would like turn over stones and look for bugs and grubs yeah. and shit and like, and like chase the butterflies around. And in a way, I'm almost like fixing my karma right now with the butterflies. Like I used to be like swat them with sticks and shit. Like didn't have too many friends. So I was like, whatever was moving was my arch enemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I remember, like, smashing ma- my butterflies. So, like, now I'm, like, helping them. It's funny. Like, I, doing this has br- brought those memories back. So, you know. So Metamorphosis in transition forever. So, know? it's probably no Evolution. no coincidence. No, Like, you, you probably found an interest. Like, somewhere inside the subconscious, there was, there was a moment there where a butterfly maybe it grained in there. Because there's a, there's a ton of fucking bugs hmm. that can probably produce a secretion and probably... Maybe don't have as complex of a transformation as a butterfly. Yeah. But, I mean, there's no lack of bugs is where I'm getting to, you know? No, but so these to, guys to are... End up yeah. To end up with the butterfly, hmm. it almost seems very specific also, you know? Like the delicate, then you end up with it trying to fix the wing of one. Yeah. Which, by the way, were like, were you successful in the... Oh, yeah, I did four butterfly wing repairs that night. I haven't that done night? it since. I, like, yeah, it, it Under like stress, live in everybody watching? Yes, in, like, a Never transparent greenhouse that was, like, the laboratory that's, a, it's like, the same place. The same greenhouse that's activated at Mocha right now was the set for this butterfly wing repair. I did everybody four butterflies. And everybody's outside watching? Yes. And you're in there, headphones? Sweating with headphones, of course. Because I couldn't, of course, I needed that. I can't even noise canceling headphones huge bigger than these ones we're wearing right now um, and how um how do they see it just by looking through the through the thing or is there a monitor that they can see it bigger no no they're looking through the glass i'm l- it's funny because i'm like it's this like fractal scenario where um 
first the observer looking at these creatures in these like uh little tanks and quarantines and things like tupperware and like raising these guys in these controlled environments and then i become the creature being observed in my own little fucking cage yeah. cage stage your own type of tupperware you, you know, know what i mean like yeah. so it's interesting and that, that, that happens it continuously happens in my work where like i like I'm the observer observing this thing, and then I become the one being observed. And like, yeah. You know what I mean? Then I'm the creature in the in the thing, you know. Um, that was awesome. Yeah, like like that. I did this performance for Dorsch Gallery where, like, I fasted for seven days in their yard, and I, like, titled it The Last Tiger. And I lived in the yard for seven days in a tent. It was, um, so, and that, and, like, dude, I got to tell you, like, um, I called it The Last Tiger because to reference that feeling, that moment of being this, like, this thing this spectacle being watched because i was in there but like as soon as they like there was one announcement made that i was doing that and some people came to take pictures and they were like kind of calling me out of my tent you know what i mean like hey come we're gonna take pictures of you doing this and i was like i instantly was like yo please like let's keep it secret actually let's yeah. have it be like a quiet performance something to happen and people know about it afterwards because i can't be watched right now i don't want to feel like that it was horrible feeling actually feel like shit yeah man actually and during that same time i came across this book and that just came to me, like, one wild night partying at the Standard. Like, the girl had this book. And I was like, what is that? You like that? And she gave it to me. And it was actually so relevant to something that was happening to me at that time. But then I, I referenced that that um, that book back in my memory when I did that performance for Dorsch Gallery. And it's this book called Ishii. Um, I had a vision one time of... Uh, Long story short, um, of a caterpillar eating a leaf, like mm-hmm. a very vivid, vivid vision, extremely vivid vision mm-hmm. of a caterpillar eating a leaf. And this was way before I even thought about doing anything with butterflies. And mm-hmm. I like actually to the point where like I came back from that vision and it was like, why, why did I, why did I even, why am I like, why? in this like intense moment am i seeing a caterpillar eating a leaf so what happened was what had happened was <laughs> was that i was uh what happened in my mind state when i was having this vision was that i like saw a caterpillar eating a leaf and then i remember thinking like zoom in and then i zoomed in and i saw its face eating the leaf and then i zoomed in even more and i saw it's like mandibles eating the leaf and i zoomed in even more and i saw like the leaf being crunched up and then I like kept zooming in, and there was a moment where like I heard this voice say like, "Oh, like you want to see?" And before I could even answer yes, I s- it like I got all these layers of information. Like, like forget about zooming into the atom. Like I went past the atom, and it was just giving it to me. It's like you want this information? Like here you go. Like all these layers to the point where it was like so overwhelming where I couldn't handle all that information. And I stopped it. And a part of me is like, why did I stop it? I should just like let it fucking consume me. But um, but I remember coming back from that like one of the most intense visions I've ever seen. Like in my, uh, I was vivid, vivid like a dream. But I was not sleeping at all. And this was way uh, before you doing any other way any before other monarch work, any other caterpillar and then work. Way way before that. Yeah, like it was like it was irrelevant to me almost, except for the part where I was like, wow, like the mind is such a strong powerful thing where i can like <laughs> see things that i don't i don't know see things that i can't afford to see with the microscope you know what i mean like with my brain just like in my imagination vivid vivid vision and so i came out of that like no it's i was like why did i just you know what i mean i literally was like why did i like it's why not am random. i even seeing a caterpillar to the point where like 
yeah, I just, I just put it away. I put that part of it away. That seemed it seemed irrelevant. And then, <laughs> and I started working with this, and like, there was a, I remember that moment too. Like, where I was reminded of that moment, of that moment's relevance. You know, I don't know. Like, I had that vision yeah. first, and then I was working with them, and then I realized, like, oh, whoa, wait. Oh, maybe <laughs> I don't know. No, it's I don't not know. a correlation. I was like, no, there you go. Now it's not. They're, they're they're in my studio now. Like, and at that time I was nowhere near that. I don't even know where I was. It was some girl's house. No, you've been you you've been meaning to work, or you've been. That's just deep inside your fucking psyche. Right now you're just manifesting the fact that you're working with caterpillars hands on. Yeah. But the fact that you noticed it. Like, that's just been a long time coming, you know? Like you were too busy living and making work in a separate fashion, and then now you're at the point where you could work and kind of set the pace to create and fucking look at this research and follow the work where it's taking you. But you were bound to fucking make this work, period. Because this isn't, like, something that, that's coming out of an idea of, oh, I think this is a good idea. It should exist. Mm. Like, this shit is coming from, like, deep inside your head. Like, I'm just yeah. pursuing it. Yes. Yes, it does feel like that. Yeah. Like, it's an instinct. Like, you train and you train and you train. So then, like, the moment you need it, you let the instinct react to the moment, you know? Yes, it does feel like that. Like, yeah. it comes from within, for sure. Yeah, it wasn't, like, a good idea. I'm going to do this. No, it was, no, like, no. it was, like, this is happening. I'm in the flow of this. And let's go. Let's see where we can go. Let's yeah. see where we can go together with this, you know? And that you think that video was like the video of the but modern, modern of butterfly fixing that butterfly, like that kind of tied all the fucking thought uh, process, and then that was. I don't like know. I I, I just I just got I got the feeling of like that gesture just was like, you know, I titled that performance like one fifth of an ounce because like, you know, to have that empathy and that care for something that weighs one fifth of an ounce, knowing that like you know fixing one butterfly's wing is not gonna save the butterfly population it by mm -hmm. no means. You know what I mean? But, like, to watch someone do that, yeah, yes, yes. And to, like, have the, you know, and to, like, follow in that tradition and do it myself and, like, continue continue that. It was something that I resonated with me, you know. It's, something, it's, a fe it's actually something that I already have within me, you know what I mean? I connected with it because I have that empathy. I've had that empathy as a kid, you know, as a child where, like, you know, I don't know, holding a tadpole in your hand or something and just, like, connecting with that entity and, like, feeling everything like that um you know it was something that was like uh you know it's almost like stumbling upon a kin you know kinfolk your brotherhood you know yeah stumbling upon someone like oh this person you know what i mean this person cares like i care you know yeah okay and like let's bring this into a realm that i care about but doesn't seem to care about this part you know what i mean so it was like this needs to come into the art world everything's so stagnant and dead you know one of the most famous, like, butterfly pieces, like Damien Hurst pieces, you know what I mean? I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, I know people do. How they do bring it up. I was like, I mean, you know, I'm I'm raising butterflies and releasing them upon emergence, you know what I mean? I'm releasing them into the field, into the into the winds, you know, like. I don't know. I don't, I don't have, a, I, don't li I, don't, I don't like the idea of all these dead butterflies squished onto paintings or whatever. Like, they look no. beautiful, though. Yeah, I mean, butterflies are beautiful in, them, in themselves. In a way, he's doing that, too. Like, look at these butterflies. Look how beautiful they are. It's a fine line, you know. I think like I choose life in this process, you know. But not the actual, right now. like the actual, yeah, like the circle paintings. Hmm. They're not. I guess are they paintings? The circle pieces that he hmm. makes with the butterflies and like the cathedral windows, like visually. If you were just to look at them, period, 
Yeah. They they're gorgeous. They're gorgeous. They're, they're beautiful. Gorgeous. They're beautiful objects. You know. But you know. Death, you know. I mean, they're gonna death. die anyways. Yeah, too, they're gonna right? die anyways. Death is a part of life. I'm not saying there's a problem with death. I think actually death should be looked at differently in this society. But you know what? I, why I even brought those up is I'm saying like the the, the piece I can reference with butterflies has dead butterflies in them. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, if we can use that as a you know a metaphor for the society, where like you know let's like appreciate this thing dead versus appreciating this thing alive. You know, I don't know, like, to try to, it's like, it's there's layers of possession and things there, you know what I mean? Like, I have to let these beautiful things go. You know, yeah. part of me does want to work with them. Like, they're yeah. so fucking beautiful. Their wings are beautiful. I take pictures with of them with the microscope, and they're going to come in the process anyways. And I have a bunch of dead ones here that just, like, it happens, you know? Would but you make um, work with those? Like, the ones that I you mean, already found I mean, I've thought about it because the wings are so beautiful, but, you know, I mean, there's, you can go to a gift shop and, find and buy yourself a spiral of, like, Butterflies. Yeah, you those know are I mean? dope as fuck. They're yeah, gorgeous. You can get that for yeah. like 500 bucks or whatever. Get like the most yeah. beautiful spiral of, of uh, like blue morpho butterflies that were probably raised in South America and shipped over here somewhere. Not yeah. that I condone that, you know what I mean? Whatever. I'm not trying to like pass judgment. What I'm saying is that like I felt like, you know, things were stagnant and dead. And then, um, and it needed some of the, it needed some, some nature, some nature back in the, in the white cube, you know? When you think, butterfly do you think fragile like is that no nah, not anymore i actually like kind of like dislike less like that the butterfly imagery itself like the kitsch like you know lisa frank butterfly like once you get to know this creature like everything else on this planet it's fucking amazing it goes beyond uh beyond what we want to turn it into as a symbol it goes way beyond that i mean I think the answers to all of life lie inside what happens in that chrysalis, you know? Yeah. So, like... It's not even... How can I say this? It's not the caterpillar turned into a butterfly. The caterpillar doesn't fucking exist inside the butterfly. Like, this shit becomes something completely different. Like, that shit's all goo. Like, mm -hmm. the chrysalis goes to... It's a completely different fucking animal. This isn't like I kept my brain... Like, it's goo, it's fucking water, it's, it's, um, it becomes something completely different. Actually, at one point, I, r I heard this, uh, talk about how the, at one point they thought the caterpillar and the butterfly was a chimera species, because, uh. What does that mean? Like, two species in one. So, like, you hold two different, two different DNAs within the same species. Is that what it is, though? Um, I think they do have two different DNAs, but they don't, but they're still the same species. They actually retain memory. The, the caterpillars onto the butterflies. They remember from... They do remember. Even though it physically becomes something completely different. But there's bits of, like, brain and nerves inside oh of there. Amazing, but it's mush. Bro. It's, amazing. like, mush and liquid. I mean, I have a piece here that I can show you that is... Uh, one of the chrysalis that fell, and then I, like, squashed it in this in this thing, almost like a, like I made a slide out of it, you know? And then I framed it. Mm -hmm. um, it's a very sad moment, but I also was like, okay, let me make something out of this. You have any of those chrysalis, like but those um, open chrysalis? Like those shits must be interesting too, no? I have, I have they, a bunch of the empty shells. Something the empty shells are everywhere. There's one like right there in the doorway. You like take a that it's capsule a piece of that's tape. broken yeah. into or something, or broken out of. Yeah. Actually, I was like before even before I started collecting the splatters, the like uh, meconium from the butterfly emerges. Mm -hmm. 
I was like, I had the butterflies emerging on different objects and like was making these little objects from found things and like having the butterflies emerge on them and having them emerge on like chintz fabric that I would like harvest from found, found like uh, couches on the street. Mm-hmm. So things like that. Like I was already like trying to work with them. I was like, damn, this process is like, there's something amazing about this. Like, how about I show this like fabric with roses on it? that was like harvested from the streets that was like discarded stretch it and make it beautiful again but then like how about this added like hey like a butterfly emerged like this beautiful thing happened on this thing that was discarded mm-hmm. and then like someone brought up to me like 1800 like still like paintings of, of, of flowers that would always have like these chrysalis and these butterflies in them symbolizing like the flower like the death in the flowers the flowers are dying and decaying but then like the life you know, that the new life coming out of the butterfly, that metamorphosis, that transition from death to life. That was interesting. That kind of turned out to be something that was within that, like, language, within that, like, that moment, which is something that it, that was in there already, you know, but that someone already in the 1800s was thinking about that and doing that and making paintings like that. So it's like, I don't know. I'm not doing anything different. Is that where you think you're at? What? Like, that state of mind, like, that, like... Finding like beauty in the discarded. No, not so much, but mortality kind of becomes important. Metamorphosis has become important. I don't know about mortality, but like metamorphosis for sure. Transition yeah. for sure. Evolution for sure. You know? You go from like the butterflies, like these guys go like, as a, let's say, let's use these guys as a metaphor for humanity. Like the caterpillars go from being this like ravenous, consuming creature that just like eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and, eat and like you know this like seem to destroy the plant i don't think actually after observing them that they actually destroy the plant i think they help the plant by eating the leaves off the plant so the aphids and the spider mites and the things that kill the plant can't actually get to them because like they're cleaning the leaves off and then the new leaves come and like make the plant stronger so it is a symbiotic relationship like this poisonous relationship that seems to be working mm-hmm. but they're still like these consumption consuming like machines like that's all they do and they go through these like four four phases where they like shed and die shed they like shed their skin and then like they go to the final phase which is like a small death you know and they um and they seem to go through this moment peel off their old bodies you know get rid of that old sluggish body and like turn that goo into something that's like now this more complicated creature that's like flying around has like all these different sensors now this like way more complicated creature you know this thing that's like that flies and now eats nectar from the flowers you know how long does the butterfly live it doesn't eat the plant it drinks it eats the nectar you know it's like what a beautiful metaphor how long does that shit live after the butterfly um like a month more than a month depends on the species but the monarchs live anywhere from two to six to nine months nine uh, that shit lives nine fucking months yes Damn, that's a long ass life for like a bug. Are they bugs? They're an insect, a wing. They're an insect. A beautiful flying winged insect. I wouldn't call them Nine shit. Fucking <laughs> it's incredibly fucking interesting to see you go from something like really fucking rugged, like as graffiti and panets and fucking even painting, even your painting manner, mm-hmm. like how it was, you know, to what might be perceived by the populist as like this gentle crit creature that oh it de- it's definitely like a delicate process you know it's very very delicate that finesse that like that uh that delicate touch that like dj surgical hand 
um, is something that I've always like had in my in the way that I observe and stare and look at things and like care for things but like maybe wasn't allowed to express as a kid growing up you know it was pretty rough growing up you know yeah like turbulent in the household and like turbulent in the streets you know like living in Hialeah like everything's almost like it almost feels like everything's against you you know so it's like hard to like have that delicate that delicate touch when you have to like kind of be so rugged you know you have to like so like gravitated towards like graffiti where you can be like where you know gravitated towards something like graffiti made a lot of sense to like go into that and be like rebellious be be rebellious too. go against the grain for sure go like against everything that didn't make sense to me anyways like (laughs) definitely the high school the public school system never made sense to me that made sense to me to like express yourself in paint and like it felt free for the first time you know but um i mean that's why i think it makes sense to gravitate towards something rugged like that but you know that that you still like you know what i mean if you watched anyone ever like finesse a spray can like you need to like you need to it's rugged but also delicate at the same time you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's soft like this that 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 like imagine like slow motion like those particles flying out of that nozzle when you squeeze that tip like those things are fizzing out tiny little particles are flying out of that thing like it would be like a a beautiful uh like choreographed dance those little particles flying around in the sky um, and it's incredibly you know I mean? difficult to control it like yeah, with yeah, that yeah. preciseness you of your fingers have to get like get like ballerina status yeah. you know so like so yeah gravitate towards that rugged stuff you know the environment kind of pushes you into that and like you know i had already got arrested as a kid before doing graffiti for like something i didn't even do for yeah. like for like uh, you know like they blame me for being in a abandoned house i was never in whatever whatever like you know i guess like you know gravity you try to gravitate towards that rug- ruggedness you know what i mean when when like you don't see the opportunity to like be able to let out that you know to where you don't where you don't have the opportunity to like let out that like um that care you know take your time and be delicate with something you know what i mean like to find a peaceful place to like make work and do that like i didn't grow i didn't grow up with that so like you know, it didn't. It didn't seem tangible. Like I guess, like I had like shared my sister, my room with my sister my whole life, and like you know what I mean. Like they didn't have a place of my own to like sit down and like care for the things that seemed to be the care for things that seemed to be things that only I cared about. You know uh-huh. what I mean. So like, you know, so like now paving that shit for myself so I can like, you know, and then working with working with butterflies kind of forces <laughs> you. Forces you, what? working with butterflies, mm-hmm. kind of forces you to be in this, this very quiet and still place and this very sensitive place. I would say it lets me. It lets me go to that place, you know. Definitely. It allows you to get yeah. there, yeah, but it forces you to get there too, because you can't be working. Like even think about where you're working in, like even in this controlled environment. Yeah. Even if it's hot in there, it, like it's very meticulous and very calculated. Cause you can't do it like at the fucking beach while you're while you're like sunbathing because it might be too hot or too fucking breezy and you can't be fucking fixing a butterfly's wing in that shit. I don't know. I was like born with I was born with a lot of melanin in my skin. I don't sunbathe. Well, <laughs> you have to have a controlled environment. Yeah. Like it's yeah. almost like it's almost like you took you oh took yeah that's, all the ruggedness outside of it yeah. and you forced yourself into this controlled environment almost sci- not almost but very Definitely, scientifically yeah. and be like. Not only am I going to work delicately, I'm going to observe 
I'm gonna record, and then I'm gonna like take care of these creatures that are like. Yeah, it was it was really really nice to to watch myself do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, I don't know. I didn't grow up in an environment that catered to and any kind of like didn't cater to that. So it was nice to like look back and go, okay, I'm capable of of this, of creating this controlled environment and working with this creature and doing these things I've never done before and doing it in in this manner where I can like create the success, you know, to where I can achieve the goal that I set out to achieve, right? In the way that I wanted to achieve it. So is there an end result to like No now it's like there's this like evolution from here too, you know what I mean? If I if I can do that I can do anything now. You know what I mean? Like it's like learning how to play chess. Like, uh, you know, growing up, I didn't think I could even play that. You know, like my, I didn't think my brain even worked in that fashion. And then I taught myself how to play. I can play a little bit now. What if anybody out there wants to play, I'm down anytime. What interests me the most, without a doubt, is the fucking paintings, bro. I'm a sucker for painting. Period. Right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm a painter. It seems like what I want to understand the most is painting. Mm-hmm. What I care about the most is painting. Mm-hmm. And then. Am I a fan of anything you might be doing with the butterflies and anything you might be doing with, like, this delicate idea of letting them go and not making work out of them or not growing them and deliberately killing them for wings? Yes, all that shit. But above all, the idea of making paintings from the secretions of these little animals Mm -hmm. is, like, fucking brilliant. I almost feel like I'm capturing the paintings more than making the paintings, you know? It feels... <laughs> you know, yeah, the paintings yeah, are already yeah, yeah. being made. I'm just like, you know, like that football, you know, being thrown right there. Oh, boom, you know catch I, it right before, right before it hits the ground. You know what I like Nose most dive. about it? You know what I like most about oh, it? New- Nick Ruiz just entered the studio. Nice. You know what I like most about it? That it takes a lot of fucking effort to get that one mark. It takes about a month for each one of those marks, and um, it is a lot of work, a lot of effort, a lot of endless nights taking care of these little guys when you're raising them yourself, make sure that everything is all right. Um, I'm on when when we do talk about forcing, they do force me into their schedule. Those yeah. guys, those guys, like I'm on their clock. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'm working, like you know, like it almost seems like they're working for me. It's like, no, I'm working for them. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I'm on their schedule, like yeah. endless nights working with those things, like for that Lucas Project uh, piece, you know. So, it's a it's a lot of work, a lot of work actually. I'm still I'm still trying to figure out how to price the work. I feel like painting is the hardest medium, but it's also like comes pretty natural for me to make like a painting. I mean, I can always get better and uh, always make it better, but it comes pretty easy to me. So. Raising 420 butterflies to make a diptych for that Locust Projects um, event, Vivarium Meconium. That was difficult. <laughs> that was like not uh, difficult, more than like uncertain. You know, maybe I maybe I thrive on the in the uncertainty. I thrive in that moment there of like the unknown. You know, yeah. actually I raised like over 600 butterflies. Like I didn't really count after that. I can count the ones on the diptych. Then all the other ones that emerged in my studio during the hurricane that no one's ever seen before. Those are like these chaotic pieces. Um, there's way more than that, so. Did you name any of them? The pieces? No, not the pieces, the butterflies. Name them? Yeah, one? No, no not even like one? possessing them. No, I don't, I don't try to possess them. Well, you mothered them, so I would fucking feel like, bitch, I took care of you <laughs> since you were a little ass egg. 
Like, you a your name is Billy. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know? Shout out to my homie Billy. <laughs> you out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Billy the butterfly. Even <laughs> if the butterfly's like, fuck you. Don't gender me. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 I can't. You know what I mean? But they are gendered, actually. I can tell which ones are the males and the females and the monarchs pretty easily. The males have this scent gland dot in the in the wings. Amazing, man. And the females, uh, yeah. You never finished. More beautiful. You never finished that thought in a when, way. when you did that <coughs> piece on uh, the last tiger, and like people are coming over and be like, "Oh, um, I wanted to take a picture." You told me about a book. Okay, so I did this piece for the Dorch Gallery where I did I uh, just fasted for seven days on just water and some of the fruits that fell out of the trees. These mamoncillos that were there from the street that was there. Um, for seven days, and I was out there in a tent in their yard, and uh. It uh, reminded me, I was thinking a lot about this book that could, I came across during another process of mine where I felt like, I don't know, we were talking about like being on exhibition and like, or even being the, the entity that's being observed, like being the entity that's observing and then being the one observed, right? So I had moments like that where like, at the Fort Lauderdale Museum, I had my studio there for three months. And um, that was interesting. It was on exhibition, but mm-hmm. it was actually all my stuff for real. And I was in there, like, trying to work for real. Mm-hmm. At first, like, in a naive way, where I was like, sweet, I have a studio in the museum. Then I realized, like, wait, you're in a museum. Like, mm-hmm. First thing, they were like, you can't have any plants here. And I was like, what? I was about to turn this place into a yungo. Yeah. <laughs> like, the Jumanji. Because I, I was working with these, like, vivariums and these, like, terrariums and these moss installations that I was doing, like, in another residency in Berlin. Um... So, but that was on exhibition. So at that point, where I felt like I was intimately like just showing myself like way too much, not way too much, but just like showing myself like, like by bringing all my stuff there and like working there. I had a tent there, like a lot of stuff went down in there. Mm-hmm. And um, and I come across this book, uh, Ishi. It's called Ishi, in Two Worlds: A Biography of the Last Wild Indian in North America by Theodora Crowber, or Crowber. Um, and it's a story of the, the last wild Indian, you know, like, so f- what I know of the story is, and what I s- began to read was that he stumbled upon this town and he was not doing well. His hair was burned and he was like, like hadn't eaten. The author. So I can know the. Oh, the uh, last Indian. Ishii. Like the actual. Uh-huh. Who we're calling Ishi, who they call Ishi in the story, but uh-huh. we don't even know if that's his actual name because he didn't speak a language that anyone recognized. Um. He didn't have any other people of reference. They just like he just came into this town, and I'm, you know, what I mean, if his hair was burned and like he's like not doing well, like he was probably under attack. If people were probably under attack, he's run away or something. Yeah. Um, but basically, like, it's crazy because this book came upon me when I was doing that that piece, and I felt like I was on exhibition, and and um, and it was actually kind of hard to deal with in a way because I, I didn't really like it. You know, I almost felt like exploited but like it was a great opportunity and i was like i'd love to be there and i learned a lot from from being there but this this human being she was ca- like like in the died in a museum he was on exhibition for real like yeah. they really put him on exhibition actually so um <laughs> like literally he was in a museum as like a living specimen the you last know what I mean? indian yeah exactly but yeah. they put him in a museum you know what i mean and like so um I don't know. I like kind of channeled that that like that somehow was like 
like I call that piece to me if I could call that like three month residency at Fort Lauderdale Museum like the ghost of Ishii really cause like as soon as I like touched the book I don't know like like I was in that museum too I felt, almost felt the same way like if they would let me stay there I would have totally stayed there yeah like, yeah, oh yeah I got in trouble for being there too long too and special thanks to uh, shout out to Antonio Wright the dear artist friend of mine who who passed that opportunity on to me hooked me up with that so it's awesome that um, that book got to you at that specific moment too you know randomly out of all the books it was about this guy who was on exhibition himself you know what i mean he's uh. the last of his like people like they didn't know his language and um I, i'm gonna finish the book now you know so That's i have a dope. lot of unanswered questions i actually stopped the book because i was re- i was got uh, i got really sad actually like really fucking sad like look at the bookmark it's like in there, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I felt very vulnerable before I even read this book. I felt vulnerable, and in a way, I was like, "All right, you can't complain. Like you're in here for three months. Like you're not even really on exhibition. Like this human being was." And it was like, "There's a lesson there that I'm still trying to unravel." You needed to read it. You needed I'm to see need it to at that it. moment. You know, it got to you. What are you? Gonna, what are you? Gonna, as as intense, you know, cliche and as funny as it sounds, but out of all the books that could have landed on your lap, basically, like it was this at one at the standard. You yeah. know what I mean? Like at the standard. Mm. I was, I was, I like was a wild that. night that turned into like, like this treasure. I knew it too. I knew it. like I was like, "What is that?" <laughs> I asked, "What that is?" It's like, yeah. "You can have it." Took it. I just and I took. It. I was like, "Can I have it?" I was like, All right, whatever. I didn't know anything about the book, yeah. and then and then I like read something about it, and I was like, "What? Uh, this is in a museum. Like, what? I'm doing that right now. Like, that's what? Dope. like what? Like what? Like, what does it all mean?" Wow. Crazy but that yeah. was amazing. That was amazing too. And then I actually like had a good conversation with Bonnie Clearwater there at the at the end of that piece. That was yeah. that was that was interesting. Uh, how Power. it all connects back to like everything and now me showing yeah, Mocha and her mm-hmm. having that like I don't know. Shauna told me that she had come by and seen it. So it's like, and I'm mentioning it to you because like you know you had your gallery in front of the Mocha at one point and like us as kids we would go to the Mocha like talk about yeah. it and know about these who these people were and like the impact they were having on us and like the city at the time. So. Brother, I'm right. fucking cool. proud of you. Thank you, man. I'm inspired by you. Wow. You're like fucking doing it. You're playing for keeps, man. You're like <laughs> in it. And I love that shit. I, I like seeing you there. I like awesome. the fact that's that good. you're. That's where you're going to see me. That's where I'm at. That you're where I'm always you know, going to be. You're all in. You're all in. So yeah fuck being something else like no you're all in like this is what you're supposed to be doing this is this is who butterfly you are. poppy yeah that's who you are <laughs> Look, <laughs> right we'll now we'll do this again this was fucking dope so we'll do it again frankie cruz FrankieCruz.com is on under social media everything it's like out where, there. where can they find you at two loose loud trek t-o-o-l-o-o-s-e-l-a-u-t-r-e-c two loose loud trek on instagram yeah <laughs> and at then instagram and then Facebook and, and my fucking beer radio voice on. Fucking just go WLRN and put Frankie Cruz. You could also or just go see Mocha my interview, and put yeah. Frankie Cruz or just put Spinello Gallery and put Frankie Cruz and they'll, yeah, they'll you find put Vimeo you. and put Viverio Meconium and see that. I'll see you soon. We'll talk more. Peace. Thanks again.